that right there is clutch. I hope Jerry and Paula are watching because I want to tell them something directly. We love your kids and their spouses. Just such a blessing. I don't walk away from um, an interaction with any of those boys or Becky or their spouses and not somehow having been encouraged or lifted up somehow. Is it just me or does it happen to all of y'all? Maybe they're just being nice to me because they think I'm a closet multimillionaire or something, but I don't think it's that, I don't think that's the case, and it's not the case. That was special. My skin is tired from y'all singing a a congregational special. That last verse got the goosebumps going, and then that, that's one of my favorites. Uh, He's still out on the road, I believe, or is he sick? I know he got sick. You know what I'm talking about. Who wrote that? I can see it, but I can't say it. Got to meet him once back in the 90s, and um, he was sick for a while. I don't know whether he's in heaven, but uh, he was touring right up until he got sick. But one of my favorites there. Hey, let's get on with it, shall we? First Corinthians verse 6, if you have your Bibles with you uh, today, this afternoon. First Corinthians 6. Let's go ahead and stand briefly just for these few verses. We're going to begin reading in verse 9, and I'm not going to promise short or whatever because it turns out that if you get to the pulpit, it's hard to keep promises, so expectations will not be set. But my goal goal is that you are resting this side of Jordan as soon as possible in your recliner or whatever it is you're going to do next because if you're in yours, that means I'm in mine. And believe me, there's no other place that I'd rather be on a Sunday afternoon than right here with y'all. But typically by this time on Sunday afternoon, I'm in an unconscious state. (laughs) And after a meal like that, how can you say no to fried chicken on God and Country Sunday? I know, it was supposed to be something else. Just relax. It was fried chicken. (laughs) Just pray for Pastor and Miss Amy. I'm sure they're somewhere in the air as we speak, and I know... After the uh, busy time that they've had the last uh, 10 or 12 days, that uh, they are ready to get home. And we're certainly ready to have them home. Amen? Amen. Yeah. And I don't know how many times uh, that he said it, at least twice that I counted, probably more that I didn't catch. He typed the words, very thankful for Brian for sending us over here. I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about that. I want to see all the pictures. I want to see every, well, maybe not all, but most of the pictures uh, from this so that we can be um, brought up to speed. They say it's the best way to bring the Bible to life is to be there in those sites and uh, taking them uh, firsthand. So, all right, if we're going to title this, we're going to say, don't forget, comma, forgive. Don't forget, forgive. Paul, writing to the church there in Corinth, are you with me in uh, 1 Corinthians 6 and 9, writes this, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed." 
but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Father, we're thankful again for this time to meet. What a day it's been thus far. Pray that you have your will and way in this place. May we open our hearts and minds for what you have for us from your word. And we'll thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Don't forget. What's the common cliche? Forgive and forget, right? Well, don't forget. We'll get to the forgive part here in just a little bit. That's the main thrust of our uh, thought, our lesson here this afternoon. But otherwise, remember that you're a sinner saved by grace. We have a list here of some things in uh, 9 and 10, but one word stands out in verse 11. And such were some of you. Now, in a room with this many people in it, there are going to be varying testimonies. How many were saved? How many trusted Christ before the age of 10? That's interesting. Before the age of 7? Dropped a few. Before the age of 5? Interesting. How many after the age of 20? After the age of 20? That's what I thought. After the age of 30? 40? 50? So, Brother Tom, you're in your 40s? Glory to God. I had hoped when I was formulating this that we would have the whole range. Because what happens is those that were saved at an early age, and I didn't find this out until about 20, 25 years ago, they have a certain level of guilt attached to coming to Christ at an early age. Well, I don't have much of a testimony because, because they hear testimonies of everything such as mine, I was 22 and I had seen things and done things that I'm not going to tell stories of because I'm not proud of them. But then you have someone that was saved at maybe three, four, or five, and later on they'll tell you, well, I kind of feel guilty because I don't have that. No, you have a better testimony than they do because God saved you from all those heart scars those of us are walking around with and the memories that we uh, Occasionally get dredged up by the times when we listen to the devil when he's whispering, you're worthless. You didn't mean that. It's all just an act and on and on. You with me? Some of you people. Have you struggled with that, Brother Tom? I know I have. The, the history that you had, what Pastor and I call B.C., before Christ. We don't want to relive, relive any of that. and We're thankful for God's grace upon our lives and his mercy, and his perseverance, and his forbearance, and his long-suffering, and on and on and on it goes. But if you were saved early, you've avoided so much heartache and pain in your life. You should be more thankful to God for that. Amen? Amen. So don't ever forget where you came from. If you have a sordid past that God sorted out for you, be thankful for that as well. But remember, at the end of the day... You're a sinner saved by grace. 
the ground is indeed level at the foot of the cross, which means there is not but one sin that God will not forgive, and that is? Say it louder. Somebody said it out loud. Blaspheme the Holy Spirit. But all the others, under the blood. So remember you're a sinner saved by grace. If you've been saved today, thank God for it. Forget, however, to listen to the devil. When those whispers do come, at whatever, whatever fashion that they do come, and they will, and he climbs up on your shoulder and whispers in there, you're not Sunday school teacher material. You're not preacher material. You're not bus worker material, and on and on it goes. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get him out of there. Change your thought life. Put something in there to replace that and get a grip. Because if God says you're worthy, you're worthy. And no one can take that away from you. Man, it's hot in here. Is it just me? Is it the chicken talking? Remember, forget, and then forgive. Lose your place in uh, 1 Corinthians. Turn over to Matthew 18. What's the, the main thrust of Matthew 18, Bible scholars? What's the, uh, the main lesson that we have from this chapter? A very painful uh, process that has to be dealt with, and that's church discipline. We're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about something that follows that on. Matthew 18 Let's start reading in verse 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Peter never disappoints. We're hard on him, but we're a lot like him. We're impetuous. We speak before thinking. We're liable to drop the hammer and ask questions later. Look at Jesus' reply. Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Oh, goody, at 491, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> no, it, it's not an exact math. It's meaning don't keep track. Don't keep a scorecard by the times you've been wronged by whomever. Because you don't have enough paper and lead to keep track. You don't have a spreadsheet big enough to keep track. Where are we most often wronged? It's a trick question. Anytime you have interaction with another human being, <laughs> wherever it is, the workplace, your home, church, um, the store, traffic, the list goes on. You, you can be wronged from the moment you wake up in the morning. Sometimes I wake up grouchy, and other times I let her sleep. <laughs> See, I'm going to pay for that later, but it was worth it. We, ha we had a conversation a few weeks back, and Cammie came crawling to me on her hands and knees. She said, get out from under that bed and fight like a man, you sissy. <laughs> I only have like five of them, but I just use them over and over. 
Good thing we're talking about forgiveness because I'm going to have to practice some later. <laughs> but read the whole thing. How many times do I forgive him? Seven? No. 490? No. Just keep forgiving. Keep doing it. Therefore is the kingdom and a parable. And Jesus' parables always get the job done. What is a parable? An earthly story with a... Oh, you guys are good. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. How much is that? A lot. I didn't do all the math to modern day dollars. A lot. For, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife, and children, and all that he had in payment to be made. <clears throat> the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. How much is that? Not a lot. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me, what, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down on his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O oh, thou wicked servant, I forgave, all, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Forgive like your Father does. This is a tough one. Why is it? Because pride gets in the way every time. Unforgiveness, like the root of bitterness, starts small and grows deep. And it can take you out of church. It can take you out of relationships. It can make you a very difficult person to get along with because you want to hold on to that. How many know uh, Mike Rowe? You heard of Mike Rowe, Dirty Jobs, and, and he, he does a lot of cool stuff for... Um, for blue collar, he's all about blue collar and maybe college education isn't the best uh, plan for everyone and there's coming a day where skilled labor is going to be in, well it's here already, in very high demand but uh, he was out uh, rucking about four or five days ago had a 40 pound ruck pack a steel plate, a ruck pack is like a Backpack on steroids, but you drop steel plates in it of varying weights to get a better workout. Uh, Marines would, um, how many Marines? You can tell us better than me. Where's John? How many pounds in a typical rucksack? About one, 120? Yeah. So he only had a 40 pound um, uh, weight, but he was going to go like 10 or 12 miles. Somewhere in California, he goes out on a on a hike, made some vital mistakes. And he's an Eagle Scout, Micro is, but he made some vital mistakes. Didn't tell anybody where he was going. He went alone and had no provisions except one bottle of water. 
You see where this is going? Got tired and got lost. Thought about dropping the rucksack and just walking out. Had a good ending. He made it back after some miss. Um, took some bad directions and ended up in a ravine. He got out. The end of the story. Staying willing to not forgive puts you in a worse place than Mike Rowe was this week. At least he was willing to drop the weight. I told you last week, and that's what started this whole thought process for uh, today about uh, Carrie and I. We got it all straightened out after decades, a thing that he had said, and, and we got it all worked out face to face. Have you ever creeped out somebody's uh, social media to see how they're doing? Somebody you haven't spoken to in a long time? Okay, I'm the only one that's ever done this. You're a bunch of liars. <laughs> Brother Only, there's this social media platform called Facebook, and you can look up people, and there are some, you can friend people, you can request friendship, and it's a good way to keep track of what everybody else is eating. <laughs> yeah. Good to stay up on gossip. So I, I don't know what uh, precipitated this, but I looked up somebody from uh, the 80s. And I've got to be honest, I didn't know that I was harboring a spirit of unforgiveness because it had been so long since I thought about this individual that I didn't know it was there until, and there it was. And just glancing through their uh, scroll, their feed, I got past it. And I was happy for them. They were thriving. Life was good. I don't know about their spiritual condition, and honestly, I'm not going to reach out to find out, but just judging from pictures and comments and stuff. I don't have any evidence that they know the Lord, but their life is good. And I was happy for them. Does that make sense at all? By the, by the end of that, by the time I set that phone down, I was like, well, that's a weight that's been lifted that I didn't even know I still had, that had existed since like 1986 or so. That's how it works. You're wanting to hold on to stuff that you have no control over, and unforgiveness, like bitterness, is drinking you drinking the poison, hoping that the other person dies. <laughs> Was it uh, Churchill? I think Winston Churchill having a conversation with the lady, and she said, Sir, if I were your wife, I would poison your tea. And he didn't skip a beat, and he said, Ma'am, if I were your husband, I would drink it. I don't, do, <laughs> I don't do British accents, so you're just going to have to get over it. Why do you want to hold on to something that's going to make your, your life more miserable, hoping that it makes them miserable? It'll destroy churches. It'll destroy marriages. It'll destroy family relationships, work relationships. And it's not pleasing to the Father. Because you can say all you want that you're trying to grow as a Christian. 
But you're not unless you follow verse 35. Well, he's not going to deliver you to the tormentors, but you get it? So much you and I have been forgiven for. The mercy and the grace that we are partakers of. Guilty party. Deserving of hell. Slate white clean. It's all under the blood. Forgive and forget. Start out with do not forget from which you came what he saved you from, and then remember to forgive. Maybe today is a day that you just need to to wipe your own slate clean. And what I mean by that is to just simply let it go. Maybe they're not even living, but you got to forgive them. Maybe they're in this room, and you can forgive them. I'm telling you, it was, it was a load lifted. I, I couldn't believe it. It was almost um, physiological, the effect that that had. It, it just boggled, it blew my mind that that had been lying quite a ways under the surface for almost four decades. So where are you at? It, if I'm like that, Chances are very good that you're like that, that you're holding on to some hurt. What's the saying that we had as young? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit. We don't, church fights are rarely physical, but they're always verbal and or keyboard warrior. We get attack. We use words to attack. It's our, our main weapon of choice is our words. Have you been hurt? Yes. Will you be hurt in the future? Most definitely. Keep short accounts with God. Keep short accounts with men. And let it go. You'll thrive. It'll be nothing but good. A load will be lifted. You won't be lost in the woods like, like micro with 40 pounds on his back. It's something we need to do if we're going to make progress this side of heaven. Mercy and grace. Have you fully grasped the extent to which God has let us go when he forgave us? I thought about this just yesterday. Where are we at? Just over 8 billion people on the planet. And one man, the God-man, Jesus Christ, shed his blood for all those now living that have lived and that will live until he comes back. That's sorrow. You want to talk about man of sorrows. That's a lot of pain and remorse and guilt that he took himself and bore on his body on that tree. But you want to hold on to something. You've been forgiven for much. It's time for some forgiveness of others. I'm not demeaning or belittling any amount of unjust uh, behavior that has come into your life because there is no such thing. What I'm trying to get across is whatever it is, a, a word, something that was said, something that was done, 
whether that person even knows about it, if you can't get in touch with them, it's imperative that you let it go on your end. You try me on this and you get back to me and tell me if it doesn't work. Tell me if you fail in forgiving. 100% chance is there won't be any failure for the glory of God. Are you prepared to take the steps necessary? Let's stand. Maybe today is the day, my friend, that it's your time to forgive like the Father. Can you forgive all? It's tough. But don't let your pride get in the way. As the piano comes to play through, maybe this is your opportunity to simply give it over to God and let Him deal with it. He is the just one. He will repay. Don't take matters into your own hands, but open up your fists and let it go.